This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! That time is the halftime show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, and local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Duri and Pulse95. Shout out to Muna Sawas. Oh my days. KFA in the building. You got Rawan, Spicy, Tarek, Minna. Man, what a show it's going to be today. And I'll tell you what I am feeling today's show because we've got quite a few things happening in the world of sport. And like you know, we're on every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time uh, on Pulse95. 95 radio in the heart of Sharjah but what I'll tell you is now normally when it comes down to sport we look at a couple of things we say they got to start young but I'm actually going to be highlighting one of the athletes that started off quite late and broke a record recently that's one females stick around because I'm also got the Brazilian jiu-jitsu community is going nuts at the moment because one female jiu-jitsu um, martial artist actually got excluded from going to the gym and in doing so it's created uproar in the world we're talking about equality we're talking about women empowerment and we're also answering all your questions all your answers all your statements anything on health fitness sports coming up this week on the only place to be at three as Hanny mentioned the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with omar adouri on pulse 95 95 oh he loves the pilot this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. Hope you can feel the energy in the room because I tell you what, I am up for it today and you know what? It is that time of the week. Every Monday, every Wednesday, every Saturday, 3 to 4, we are talking about sports, health, and fitness. And today, I'm going to break into one of the uh, the athletes that I've, I've looked at this week. And, you know, it doesn't always get the credit that he wants, but I'll tell you why. Because normally in the sports world, and having been in a sports background myself, we look at someone and say, listen, you got to get them in young. you got to make sure they are with an academy, with the right coach, etc., etc., etc. This person started off his career at 20, 27 years old. Now that doesn't sound that old for those who are 27, don't worry yet. But in athlete world, it's very old. Why? Because normally in the current market, by the age of nine, you should be affiliated with a club. That's right, I said age of nine. Nine years old normally, if you're looking to get your son into a team or your daughter into a team, that would be the age. Now that's the first part I would say. Now you think about all the obstacles that you face when you reach 15, 16 as a teenager and having experienced this myself, the moment you get to 16, the levels are completely different. Why? Because as we notice now in the the biggest leagues and the biggest sports in the world, athletes are starting to break through into the teams at about 15, 16. 
if they're good enough they'll play reserve football get a bit under their belt learn how to play women's or men's football at a higher level and then they might get a chance that chance is everything because normally the turnover in the industry is crazy this athlete himself joined the Premier League at 27 and a half years old and I say half because every half counts <laughs> so this guy in 2005 was a factory worker do you know who I'm talking about Instagram live you know who I'm talking about keep guessing 2005 he was a factory worker 2011 he played in division 5 2012 he played in the third division can we all agree that we know what sport we're talking about right now in 2015, here's the clue, he was the top scorer in the Premier League. Right, any idea? Text us on 4215, or do, or slide into my DMs at Omar Alduri or Pulse95 Radio and let me know if this person you figured out yet because I'm about to reveal him now. In 2020, he just hit 100 Premier League goals at the age of 33. Tender age. That's right, Murad, you got it right. Jamie Vardy is someone that doesn't often get enough credit but his story is quite remarkable I know there will be a movie on Leicester and I'm sure there will be a huge role for Jamie Vardy because this person has only joined the Premier League at 27 and a half years old he's gone through being a factory worker he's been in Division 5 Division 3 he was top scorer in 2015 he won the Premier League with Leicester which was incredible and now reaches the 100 goal mark at age 33 there is this big stigma at the moment of we have to be a certain age to make it in the fitness industry to make it in the sports industry basketball players football players tennis players rugby players you name it there's always this thing where no he's too old he's too old how old is he 22 we have this stigma in the middle east as well my my roots are arabic everyone knows that i'm very proud to be arab but i'll tell you one thing often on this side of the world and i get messaged all the time saying coach can can you find me a team i'm not an agent so i can't really help you with that but what i can tell you is not to quit there because it's never too late when you see people like jamie vardy jamie vardy at 27 and a half years old joined the premier league that is huge you think of the wayne rooney's of this world 15 16 you think of the sesc fabregas 16 you know uh, all these players phil foden all these superstars start at a young age you're adding 10 years onto that and then someone enters the league that opportunity is never far away if you actually work on it and that is the the, the, the moral of the story regardless of what sport you play regardless of what you're looking to get into even if it's not a sport even if it's a field whether your passion is, is music whether your passion is business or law or whatever it is if you put the time in people like Jamie Vardy give you hope that you can actually progress in that uh, you know manner and that is what is so good about this story here and I have to tell you he's been overlooked by a lot of people he's been seen as someone that maybe isn't quite the finished article but you know what top scorer 2015 Premier League winner there's not many people J Steven Gerrard didn't win a Premier League I know we keep bringing him up but there's a lot of amazing footballers that did not win the Premier League now I can go to another sport and tell you about the NBA I can tell you about tennis people haven't won Wimbledon before but this is really remarkable and I love the fact that Jamie Vardy represents more than that someone that worked from the ground up to get to where he's at today and his story will be very remarkable when it comes out because he's got plenty plenty to talk about issues off the field he faced 
and that kind of fire and that burn he has in his belly till now to reach 100 goals. Yes, it might have taken a couple of games to get to that, but he got two in one game. So shout out to Jamie Vardy on the halftime show from Omar Duri and all of the Pulse95 radio team. Listen, hats off to you, my brother. That was really, really amazing. And coming up next, we're switching over to the female side of things. And that's going to be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So on the only place to be, I almost missed my breath there, guys. On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse95. Stay tuned. Is the halftime show with Omar Adouri? Oh, he loves the fire! Then what a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse ninety five. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! are back on the halftime show first of all let me say happy birthday and belated birthday to our very own Gabby at Pulse95 the man the magician behind the lens that does so much for Pulse95 happy birthday to Kareen as well we're giving out you know um birthday shout outs today and, and everyone is tuning on the Instagram live as well guys thank you so much for the love that you are showing you guys definitely keep me company uh, throughout the breaks and I really really appreciate that listen United fans they're jumping on the Instagram live I'm glad you're jumping on I hope you're also showing love to the YouTube channel every every day after our show the full show is back on the YouTube channel if you type in the halftime show on Pulse95 Radio you can actually check it out there so yeah we're talking that but actually what I want to talk about is there's been a a lot of uproar in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community. Why? Because there came a point where females were not allowed to be into in a gym, in a certain gym, in, which was a quite well-known gym. And what happened here is it caused uproar. Why? Because obviously equality and the fact that females obviously have a huge part to play in Jiu-Jitsu and also in the development. Now, and that's not only my concern. My concern is more the fact that Sometimes with the skill set that, you know, female jiu-jitsu athletes have, they've got a certain skill level that they offer something that us men can't do. And I'm not only talking about strength, I'm talking about the mindset, how to focus on other skill set, how to focus on utilizing the strengths that you have to be able to expose the weaknesses of an opponent. Now, this is one thing that I've, I've kind of looked at in a very, very different way. Why? Because, you know, I'm all for female empowerment, but that means most importantly being powerful inside, not necessarily as a female or as a male. You know, at the end of the day, the idea that we're we're the same is, is kind of ridiculous because a lot of people are saying, yeah, we're the same. Men have advantages, females have advantages. So we both know that. We're not oblivious to that. However, both genders have strengths and weaknesses. And these are good and, you know, and bad things that we can kind of focus on. What I normally like to say, and I say this to a lot of people, don't come to me with a problem. Come to me with a solution. If you find yourself you know, the underdog or someone that necessarily isn't got all the skill set to face an opponent. And let's face it, people, we always have people that are stronger, faster, smarter than us out there. But the way we maneuver and the way we adapt to certain situations, and not just in sport, by the way, in life, is what gets us through. Because we only learn from our mistakes if... You know, we actually observe, assess the situation and then move forward and take it on to the next obstacle. And this is something that with with all this going on now, I was looking at some website and, and it was telling me a lot about 
what women offer in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now, from what I understood, 20, the white belts would train with you know, weights that, weights that are even 20 to 40 kgs heavier than them when it comes down to, as we call it, sparring and boxing or rolling in Jiu-Jitsu. This was something very, very interesting. Now, world-class black belts like um, Gizare Matuda, uh, Fifian Davis, and Samantha Cook, they actually do mixed jiu-jitsu camps. Why is that interesting now? Because when a man goes to a mixed jiu-jitsu camp from these world-class black belts, they can learn a lot from them. These women are highly skilled instructors and benefit the whole community. Now that makes me want to do it. Why? Because they've been through it. And irrespective of their gender, they're there because of their quality. Sometimes people ride that wave too much. Oh, it's because he's male or because she's female, etc. If you're good enough, I've always said you're good enough to make it at the top. These women are actually doing that. And I believe that seminars and camps for women are only a good opportunity to grow, exchange experiences and build a network that is necessary. But we don't have to limit ourselves to the way we think. Now, when it comes down to entering anything with an open mind, you leave with a mind full. I always say that. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes with a, if you have a closed mind and you go into something, let's say you want to learn a new language and you're going into, into learn this now, but you don't like the language. Most, most probably you won't enjoy it. And that's something else. Now, if I'm looking to take up a new sport, for example, I'm looking to, let's say, play tennis. If I'm looking to play tennis, but before I've even stepped in, I'm thinking, yeah, but it's too hot. Yeah, but what am I going to benefit? Yeah, but it's boring. Most probably I won't be enjoying it. <laughs> and that's why I always say enter it with, a, with an open mind. Leave with a mindful. And remember that, like, when it comes to jiu-jitsu on this side, especially in, in the female world of sport, you're there by merit. So you enter the mat, not as a male or a female, not based on your ethnicity none of that matters it's based on your skill set and that's why when this situation happened this incident happened where this female was where females were not allowed to train at this gym and all of a sudden uproar happened in the world of jiu-jitsu that for me really struck a chord because it made me believe that there are some people that I still have that kind of closed-mindedness and what I want to do is I want to hear from you does that still exist around do you find that men get preferences when it comes to sports in the academies you join so let's say you want to join a boxing gym or you want to join you know um, jiu-jitsu or you want to join let's say I don't know wrestling is it the fact that you see that men get preferential treatment or would one argue that even females having a ladies only class doesn't benefit the female because they're not learning the skill set let me know text us on 4215 or do or slide into our DMs at Omar Duri at Pulse95 on Instagram coming up next we've got plenty of questions coming in here on what we've spoken about today I'm going to be answering that right next after the break on the only place to be at 3 the halftime show on Pulse95 this is the halftime show with Omar Duri Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time, and if I ever, if I ever had a show that was dedicated to Manchester United fans, you guys have taken over the Instagram live room at Omar Durian Pulse ninety five Radio, and your questions 
have uh, have been very very cool so thank you so much for tuning in remember guys we're on every Monday Wednesday Saturday 3 to 4 and also on the YouTube Pulse 95 radio the next day you can catch all the shows which is pretty cool and obviously the music's pretty good as well so hey listen um, we've got a couple of questions coming in Hatem uh, is saying what's happening with your coaching journey uh, my coaching journey personally I'm on uh, my UEFA B at the moment uh, very very a lot a lot more to learn yes I've been very very fortunate enough to have gone to major tournaments in the world but I still have a lot more to learn and I'm definitely definitely exploring that option the world is under the pandemic at the moment now which is causing a few things on hold but I find that as a blessing in disguise in order for me to actually learn a lot more in that period I got a lot of books uh, that I've actually ordered from Amazon to uh, to research and check out different styles and stuff and my my favorite coach to answer your question is uh, Marcello Bielsa uh, who's at Leeds at the moment so that's that uh, can we comment on the YouTube live Rawan says not at the moment Rawan uh, the co- comments are not able or disabled as we say but we're working on that that's why we're on the Instagram live because you guys play such a huge role um, on the show and so by doing so that's why we have this interaction but guys make sure you do head over to the YouTube uh, there's always things that we catch on especially it's nice to hear your name as well on the YouTube as well uh, to catch on Rawan uh, Pogba is not a leader Amda says he's moody and then Rawan says I just don't think Pogba without a solid midfield partnership was all alone uh, okay right so that's that's something I've also got VK as well who said it took 20 years for her to join boxing uh, and, I, and I've actually said to VK listen Fahima is, is your girl if you're going to be uh, joining a boxing a ladies only boxing class Fahima from RBO is the girl and she, she's saying here and I have joined RBO okay excellent right so we're on the same page well done VK I'm sure you will be doing great things uh, Fahima's excellent uh, uh, we've got Hassan saying the biggest mistake was when was when to let Lukaku go without a backup. But Spicy, see, I counter that. Is it a mistake when the development and the involvement of Mason Greenwood has has prospered the way it is? The England young team is really looking to shape up and people forget they won the Under-17 World Cup, they won the Under-19 World Cup, so I don't think that decision was a bad decision. Maybe at the time, the style of play that United were playing to a target man had to be changed quickly and Martial isn't a target man, Rashford isn't a a target man, but still being able to play with a three that can rotate in a formation that allows you to be able to exploit spaces especially on the counter, not teams that sit back, has helped United massively. Uh, Rawan agreed Pogba is not a cap- is not captain material. We've got Fadi here who's saying, I think United's transfer strategy heavily relies on the manager and CEO since role uh, director, uh, CEO since there isn't a director of football in the hierarchy. Bruno is definitely an Oli signing. Very good. Um, Fadi, I, I think... Nowadays, with so many different roles, it's very, very hard to kind of point the finger on those that make the right decisions. It's very easy to point the finger at those that make the wrong decisions because we are in a society where most of the time, like I said with the whole Barcelona uh, episode we had last week, most of the time if they're winning, Messi's the best player in the world, and if they're losing, sack the manager. (laughs) And that happens in a lot of teams. We've seen, I know managers who have lasted 
six games at the highest level. I won't name them, but when speaking to them, it was it wasn't easy, and uh, and they did, they weren't given enough time and afforded enough time. And fans play such a hard role in that. Since Ole is back, Ole is in charge. Interesting. Uh, Rawan, and then you got Spice saying Ole all the way. You've got Amda saying I'm very happy with the United show. Hussein has joined in, and then you've got Fadi saying his emphasis on mentality rather than the patchwork that has been prevalent before with other coach. Not to say they haven't got it right before that. Martial. Yes, guys. Look, all in all. Football is a very fickle industry and saying that when it comes down to it, a couple of decisions and people jump on the bandwagon. Uh, I do agree that mentality is very, very important. Gordon has jumped in the room. He's talking about Mike Phelan, had a big role to play in the coaching since experiencing on the Fergie. Yes, very good. Uh, but go down, sort out your bike. Uh, so, so in that sense, what I'm saying here is plenty of things to think about where the blame goes. Do we need a uh, director of footballs? Do we need technical directors at the moment? Who makes those decisions? And what actually puts them as experts? We look at all these things. Bruno Fernandes isn't just a good footballer. He's a good leader. And we spoke about leadership on the show when we, we, we compared Jordan Henderson to Steven Gerrard and what makes a, a successful leader. Now, now we're looking at someone that steps in, is able to lead by example on the field and off the field and someone who's only joined in the Premier League for a few months. So that tells you quite a bit of stuff on what he's all about. Now, it's not just in, uh, in, in football. Again, it comes down to many, many different sports. And that's exactly why the halftime show is amazing, because we've got people like you tuned in and actually contributing to the show. Now, I'm not blessed enough to have an Anna Schofield or a Big Hass or a Omnia Saleh or a Mikhail Atiyah but I do have you guys and that's why it's really important to be able to get that engagement so guys make sure you show love on the YouTube Pulse95 radio the show is always there click on it watch it there's always things that I mentioned that might even trickle back and it's really funny that when I watch all the other shows from ESPN to BBC to all these places and I hear what's being said and I kind of nod and say yeah I spoke to I spoke to Hassan about that I spoke to Murad about that I spoke to, about all these things uh, you know on the show and, and that's why you know it's always important to learn and get different things people that live in different countries can offer something as well Hatim is, is in a different country you've got uh, Gora in a different country you've got uh, Ala in a different country you've got all these people that bring their flavor to the show so I really appreciate all the love and support and guess what guys I'm going to play some more tunes for you because you know the tunes here are on point this one's a bit more chilled it's by Sam Henshaw Broke enjoy and I'll be back after this break here we go this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri Oh, he loves the fire then! What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. I can't believe it's almost full time. And I'll tell you, what, you guys have been keeping me company. What a show we've had in store today. We've spoken about female jiu-jitsu. We've spoken about uh, the Premier League. We've also spoken about Jamie Vardy 
breaking records at 33 years old and joining the Premier League at 27 and a half years old from a 2005 factory worker to joining the 100 Club. And also, you guys have kept me company all over the Instagram. I had a few questions I want to answer. Uh, Goran uh, sends me a question saying, what do you think about Arsenal, bro? And which area do you feel needs strengthening most importantly? Um, to be honest with you, Goran, in answering your question, I think before strengthening, you've got to be able to clear a lot of deadwood that's out there. Getting a clean sheet from uh, the likes of Mustafi and Louise is not something that I would particularly be very, very proud of. But then the manner that they did it against Wolves, a very difficult side to beat, is, is very impressive. So that's something that I would say. Now, saying that, there's so much work that needs to be done there. And I say that because we're economically, we're not in the position, especially when we don't finish in the top four, which we won't do this year, to be able to strengthen the side. However, I do feel like we need to clear out about seven to eight players in doing so and purchase four to five players with a mixture of youth because we have seen, you know, the rise of Saka coming through and a lot of the younger players doing good. I don't feel Guendouzi's quite there yet. I'll probably sell him for 30 million. That's just me. In fact, I might even drive him down there and drop by Kebab Kid on the way. But again, uh, saying that there's a lot of young talent out there that deserves to be you know, uh, given the opportunity. And, and in that building phase, I think as well, we're not in a position where we can sign players for 70, 80 million. So there's a lot of uh, work done. The obvious one is obviously centre midfield and defence. I would probably go for Upamankano at the back as one solid signing if we can if we can manage to pull off that and put instalments on that plus an eBay voucher. Then that would be amazing because if I could do that, then that would be my first signing. Also thinking about players who can, who can rotate. You know, I'm a big fan of you know, the, the younger talent, the younger generation has been so impressive, especially the English players. Greenwood, Rashford, Saka, Foden, Sancho, Trent, Sterling. It's a very good generation to be in. So that's to answer your question. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of surgery needs to be done in there, I want to be very, very honest. Um, who, what have I got here? I've got... Mason is the best finisher in the squad, is what Oli said. Now, that's a statement. Okay, Rawan, uh, I'll give you that statement. <laughs> okay, how about this? Has He has scored as much as Firmino in the Premier League. Yes, again, in context, guys, we can look at facts and we can talk about, you know, how many goals we've scored in the last two games, three games. Firmino does more for the team than Mason Greenwood has for United this season. In fact, Bruno Fernandes has done more for the team than, uh, than, than Mason Greenwood. So Henderson, who doesn't score goals, has done more for the team than Mason Greenwood. So, yeah, just to put things in light, you know, there are levels, like I said, don't take the arm. Uh, that's what I would say. Now... When you look at teams, especially the younger teams, you've got you've to be able to respect a lot of the things that's happening. Earlier on the show, someone said to me, selling Lukaku would have been a wrong decision. My thing was, no, it wasn't because it allowed the players to develop and form a different system, which has worked in the long run. So sometimes you've got to take a step back to take two, stops, uh, two steps forward. Uh, Fadi, Omar, who, who are your takes for the bottom three at the end of the season? Villa, Bournemouth and Norwich are down. Yes, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think Bournemouth, the, the teams they're playing, they'll definitely go down. Norwich are down. And sad to say, even though Tyrone Mings is a friend of the show, I think he'll go down too. So that's that's regarding that. Uh, what else have I got? I've got a couple more questions. It's almost full time, but I've got a couple more questions. Foden and Greenwood, the future of England. Yes, absolutely agree with that, Rowan. Talking sense. Uh, definitely think that that's the case. Uh, with, uh, with Phil Foden, I had a show. Uh, check out the podcast. 
podcast on SoundCloud called The Rise of Phil Foden. That was talking a lot about Phil Foden, the way he is. He's a family guy. He has a kid and he's got his head uh, on his shoulders properly. So I definitely, definitely give him credit for that. Uh, Aubameyang signing a new deal. Tarek says, I'm not sure about that, to be very honest, but it has to be decided within the next six weeks because he enters his final year contract. Uh, you guys are not letting me go off. Not West Ham. Shout out to West Ham and Hatem as well. Omar, would you sign a player from Wolves? Absolutely. I'd sign about four players from Wolves, if I'm being very honest, and I wouldn't sign Traore. Give Aubameyang a three-year contract. Jimenez, Traore, their DM, forgot his name. Den Donker was his name, Goran. But yes, Jimenez would be a great signing. I like uh, Doherty, actually. Really like him. And uh, and I like Moutinho's very smart. Neves is very good. Very, very good work ethic in that team. And guys, we are reaching full time on the Halftime Show. Man, you guys have kept me comfy. Remember, you catch me every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4. What a show. Thank you so much for being part of it. I love you guys. And I will see you back here on Wednesday. Same time, same place. On the only place to be at 3. The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.